Well, hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Happy Monday night. Let's do some shout-outs over here on Instagram. Hey to Cliff and Laura Day. Good to see you guys and missed you all while I was gone. Hey to Barbara Bacon, Kennedy Gambrell, Sharon Bernard, um, <clears throat> Melissa Begley, and Misty Dunn's English over here on Facebook. Good to see you guys. Well, I'll tell you. I, and this is what I'm hearing from a lot of people who've been sick that it takes a long time to get over and the energy is very low and boy can I attest to that this really kind of put me down for a little while but <clears throat> I'm trying to get back to everything and I've been waiting to present this week's show to you for a couple of weeks now hey to my beautiful neighbor Miss Angela Atkins and Cindy Hall and Janice Nixon Good to see you. Hi from hi to Bowling Green, Janice. Good to see you tonight. And a big shout out to Melissa over here on Instagram. Happy Monday night, everybody. This is, um, for me, this is kind of a controversial topic because I don't really agree with the recent definition of poltergeist. And I'll fill you in on why. <clears throat> Still kind of congested so I want to bear with me on that a couple of things I want to go over really really quick we have two sponsors for the show tonight the first is fresh cat mushrooms and um I use these to try to boost my immune system and it's it's a brand that I researched and I've used for the last six years and um I feel like it keeps me kind of getting through stuff like stuff still happens to me but I'm getting through it and um so I feel like it is a really good benefit to anybody who wants to boost their immune system and it's probably one of the things that kept me out of the hospital while I was sick uh anyway if you want to use like mushroom coffee which is big now if you go to freshcap.com and use the promo code Catherine10, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-10, you're going to get 10% off on your discount uh, for whatever you purchase. The other person that's sponsoring the show tonight is feedspot.com. And this is a conglomeration of paranormal broadcasts, not only podcasts, but also video podcasts like tonight. And our show is featured on feedspot.com. And if you like this kind of content, uh, go over and check them out and see if there are a lot of shows on there that you're missing out on that you would like to become a member and get all of those really, really interesting podcasts for free. So thank you to feedspot.com and also thank you to Fresh Cap for giving us just a little bit to help out with the bills there. And I, I love both of these things. I will never sponsor anything that I'm not using myself or I don't believe in. Okay. Now, traditionally, poltergeist is a word for noisy ghosts. Polter in German is noise or... Um, rumbling and geist of course is german for ghost and so 
It's a German word for a noisy spirit or a noisy ghost. And this type of ghost or spirit is responsible for a lot of physical disturbances like loud noises, objects being moved or destroyed. Also pinching, biting, hitting, tripping people. And there have been a lot of shows that, um, you know, kind of, somebody who gets pushed down the steps, you know, they kind of attribute that to poltergeist. But more more so, uh, levitation of things, furniture, and objects that are thrown, or uh, doors that fly open, or, you know, cabinet drawers that come out. Now, this term, I guess, was started or coined early in the 1800s along with the spiritual movement. And I think that it was kind of kind of gain more attention or notoriety then because when the spiritual movement started and mediumships were being given, there was a lot of levitation of tables, table tipping, rapping, um, trumpets, there was a lot of fraudulent stuff that went on, but there was a lot of really good mediums that practiced then too, but there were a lot of um, people who were underhanded and, and did pull the wool over a lot of people's eyes back then. Hey to Susan Nisi, Sharon Goff, and Mitzi Tribble, and if you guys have any questions on Facebook, I'm watching the feed on my phone, and I'll be able, hopefully, to catch some of the questions if you have any. So, um, it was during that time frame that poltergeist activity kind of came to the forefront. Now, here's here's where I, we get into why I don't agree with it. Um, later on, when a lot of poltergeist phenomena was being investigated, I think one of the biggest cases that we have that was investigated was the Einfield poltergeist in London, and that was in the 1970s. So this London family was experiencing everything from levitation of the children, moving furniture, things being thrown, disembodied voices, you name it, it was going on there, supposedly. Um, and there's a lot of documentation about the infield poltergeist, but they attributed a lot of the poltergeist in the infield case to psychokinetic, um, psychokinetic energy that was produced by adolescent females. Okay, so... Some of the shows that you're going to see on TV where they're talking about uh, poltergeist phenomena will say that the activity is related to a person instead of a ghost. Now, here's where I disagree with, with that, and I'll tell you why. As a spiritual being, you're made of kinetic energy. Dead bodies do not move, and they don't have any kinetic energy. As a spiritual entity, you have kinetic energy. Now, 
when they're saying that a living person is the only thing that can produce a, a poltergeist, I don't feel that that's true because the kinetic energy is the same as you're alive as you are passed on. The kinetic energy doesn't leave because you lose your body. The body conducts the kinetic energy, but it is not consistent of the substance. The kinetic energy is associated with the spirit. And that's why ghosts can move things is because we're made of psychokinetic energy. Um, and that psychokinetic energy keeps going on. And so I don't feel like the poltergeist is limited to a living agent. I think that living or past, you are the same psychokinetic energy. And if you can move something psychokinetically alive, there's no reason why you can't move that psychokinetically after you lose your body. Hey to Tony Lehane and Rob Abbott. <laughs> yes, Robert, we were talking about poltergeist. So um, a lot of places that you look for definitions of poltergeist are really uh, kind of connecting that to adolescent females because uh, what they're saying is that during that change in life that um, female energy is exacerbated and that the poltergeist is a production of the onset of puberty. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that either because I think that any teenager, male or female, um, when the hormones are kicked on and there's an extreme amount of energy flooding out from the person, whether they're male or female, um, that's an excess amount of energy that makes that person susceptible to, um, you know, entities that will feed off of that energy, you know, dark negative energies that want that excess energy that's being produced. And, um, you know, a lot of kids at that age fall into depression. They get, you know, drawn into drugs and alcohol and, and they're at that phase of life where they may be acting out and it's an expression of that excess energy, I think. So, you know, to have things thrown across the room, I think it takes a, an advanced type of entity or spirit who knows how to manipulate their psychokinetic energy. Not all people after they've passed on are really good at navigating that and manipulating that energy. So Rob says people could create poltergeists by underlying psychokinetic energy. It's an entity created by our own ability. Tupla is a thought form created like Loch Ness Monster. So yeah, I mean, psychokinetic energy is the same though. I feel like it's the same whether you're alive or passed on. It's not, for me, it's not isolated to a living agent. I feel like a lot of spirits that are accomplished at psychokinetic manipulation um, are very expressive and may 
trying to gain attention by throwing things across the room. And really it is a way to get the person's attention in the home, whether it's for good or bad, you know, maybe it's for good and maybe it's not for good because a lot of poltergeist activity, um, I was reading about, they, um, they can start a fire and I've, I've heard of them turning the stove stove on before, uh, to gain attention. Um, so they can be really dangerous, but I think that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing on, you know, the ghost shows and, and stuff like that, a lot of that activity I feel like is not real. And it's, there are so many ways that people nowadays can reproduce a poltergeist type of activity for video and it, I don't know, I can just feel, I, I can feel if there's so much activity and it's, it has a certain quality to it. It's very jerky to me. That stuff is, is not necessarily real. And, you know, you would have to really be wary of some of the videos that you're watching on that because, um, you know, people get into using magnets. You may not see a string pulling something open, but from what I've heard, people use magnets in order to manipulate things being thrown or opened or shut. Um, and there are other things that people use to manipulate matter as far as that goes. So um, I think that uh, you have to look at the type of activity that's going on and, and like what is the purpose or why would the entity be trying to garner attention? And so I think that there's a lack of and really investigative type of techniques when people are attending to somebody who's having trouble in their house. Like there needs to be more questions asked as far as what entity could be behind it and what are they trying to, you know, what is it that they're trying to communicate? Is this a good communication or is it a negative one? Not all the time when things get thrown across the room, is it a negative type of entity or spirit? Because have you ever um, gone through the house and let's say you had the windows open and the breeze was going through the house and you went to shut the door and the breeze caught it and it just slammed really hard and you were like, oh, mm, oops. Um, spirits don't automatically know how to manipulate matter right off the cuff. I mean, some spirits are more adept at manipulation of matter and psychokinetic, you know, controlling their psychokinetic energy. And somebody who's newly crossed may not know that it doesn't take a, a large amount of energy to move a door or shut a cabinet or, or something like that. And so if things slam, it doesn't, it's not necessarily a negative thing. We have to kind of look at the context of the whole situation. And so Rob says it's also a business where people steal foot, footage and duplicate 
especially with technology today. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Rob. And that you, if you watch any of the ghost hunting shows or scary footage and stuff like that, there's so many things that are being, um, you know, videos that are really fraudulent. They're entertaining though. So what the heck, you know, watch them, but just keep in your mind, you know, this may not be an actual occurrence. You know, it's not really, it's not a true representation of um, that spiritual force that's acting in the environment. Now, nine times out of 10, when a person goes into an area that's having that type of activity, um, what happens is, and that psychokinetic energy is in the environment, it's set up like a web in the energy field of that area, of that room, of the house. And so you, you're going to see this activity going on. But as soon as you go into that room, you your presence is disturbing that web of energy that's set up. And that's when the the phenomena usually stops. But that's why it stops is you have interrupted that web of energy that was set up in the environment to produce that type of phenomena. So this tonight's show is going to be a little bit short because I'm still just so congested and <clears throat> having trouble and my voice may give out on me. But anyway, so I just wanted to give you guys a really um, accurate look at what poltergeists are. I feel like it is a psychokinetic manifestation of a spirit or entity living or past. Okay. Um, and nine times out of 10, it is usually attention seeking. And once that you establish communication with that entity and find out what it wants, you need to do more investigation on it to find out what is behind the communication. What does it need? What does it want to communicate? What does it want to say? What's the importance of getting my attention? Uh, now, some poltergeist entities who are passed on, if it is a, let's say a haunting, that is an intelligent spirit that wants you to leave the property, um, that can be a huge problem. And so, you know, that's when we would start extraction techniques to try to remove whatever spirit is there. So I hope you guys will not pay any attention to Angel on here who is um, trying to dupe you there with getting, getting a reading now. I wish I had somebody to get these people off here, but anyway, thank you, Rob. We're going to cap it for now. Next Monday night, um, I am on vacation, and I hope all this <laughs> clears up before I, <laughs> before I go on vacation because I would really like to enjoy this vacation. And um, I may just do a little ditty from the beach for you guys, uh, and hopefully that would work out. And I would probably just do one on Facebook and then post it to YouTube on my home desktop here in the studio. 
This goes out to Facebook and YouTube, but I will only be able to stream from one on uh, next Monday, and I, I'll pick that as Facebook. We'll put that on Facebook, and then... And thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're wonderful. Anyway, uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next Monday night, and maybe it will be on the beach, and I'll have some kind of scary story to relate to you. <laughs> anyway, until then, kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you guys next Monday night, hopefully. Thank you.